space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We think Trek. We talk Trek. With you, we are Trek. Celebrate the Star Trek universe with us. For news, views and reviews. This is the Nerd Escape Podcast. This is the Nerd Escape Podcast. This is the Nerd Escape Podcast. Greetings ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another Nerd Escape Podcast. And with me today, as always, we have someone far reaches of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Irish Trekkie, Damien. How the hell are you today? Greetings. Ready to talk Trek and um, super jazzed. Excellent. And lying on the border of the Alpha and Beta Quadrant, we have Linda <laughs> stuck in the middle of our country. How are you, Linda? Hi, I'm in the middle of the wormhole, just hanging out here. <laughs> oh, you're doing a Cisco, just disappearing and buggering off and just letting everybody like, yeah. Neutral zone. I'm just in, I'm, I'm in the neutral zone. This Does is that put you zone. in the Delta Quadrant? It yeah. probably, actually, yeah, no, it puts me in the far reaches of the Beta Quadrant if we're kind of doing it. I'm like, oh God, the Beta Quadrant, crap. I'm kind of stuck in the boringest quadrant of them all. Uh, oh, anyway. Let's <laughs> all go to Ryza next week. We're yeah. Good. Uh, anyway, guys, we are here to talk about Star Trek and some gossip. And we're putting off our Fairhaven rant due to the fact that we will not be getting lower decks. And reasons being is that we, like, Mike was kind enough, uh, Mike McMahon was kind enough, or Matten, sorry, ugh, bless me, uh, was kind enough to come forward and basically explain the situation why we do not have lower decks on our screens. And this is due to the fact that lower decks was pushed forward three months due to COVID-19 to fill the void of Star Trek Discovery, which kind of left CBS All Access and CBS, obviously, uh, not that much time to provide um, Star Trek lower decks to a streaming platform. So I think we'll start off with this topic. I think it was nice for Mike to come forward and tell us the truth. As a, uh, we'll start with Linda. How did you mm. react to this sad news? Oh, I was very, I'm very, very disappointed. But just because I am, I'm so excited for this show. I'm so excited. So I want, I just, I want it now. I want it in my eyeballs right now. <laughs> so like, but in my eyeballs. yeah, get into my eyeballs. But Mike is just he's just brilliant he's a legend and you could tell that he was just telling us exactly right up to the limit of what he was allowed to tell us you know and he's just, just dying to just go look this is the story and keep us all in the loop but he can't and he just gives the impression that he really does feel for us and he cares so that's nice he does indeed and damien how did you take the news Ditto. <laughs> no, I, no um, yeah, like it's 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 cool to get a little bit of clarity, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Um, you know, enthusiasm can be the detriment to logic sometimes. And like, you know, you, you might whinge and moan on Twitter and Facebook like I have. And uh, again, it's just because you want to see the show. And um, it's again nice to get a look inside. And it just confirms that uh, 
TV executives are pretty much like Ferengi. So it probably takes mm. a long time to negotiate uh, international rights. Uh, but hopefully, you know, uh, something is signed soon and uh, it heads over to the international fan base, you know. But listen, at the end of the day, like the Nerd Escape is inherently positive. So we'll just sit here anxiously waiting uh, for the awesome trek to arrive to our shores. So stay tuned. Well said, Damien. And just the internet, like, I, I found this really sad for Mike because Linda, as you said there, and I think Damien, we've seen his live panel at DST and he is such a positive, vibrant guy. Any doubters for Star Trek Lower Decks, I would suggest that you check out some of his interviews. And there was a latest interview uh, on a podcast called How to Kill an Hour by Marcus Bronzy. Um, who also works with Trek Central. So I would suggest that you check out that interview. Just listen to Mike. Trek um, Culture. Trek Culture, sorry. Not Trek Central. Um, he is just oozing with positivity. And what should be probably one of the highlights of his career is kind of like this kind of, you know, has been sorted with Netflix, has been sorted with Amazon. And I feel for Mike having to answer the Twitter rant about why we haven't got it. And I'm going to throw this over to you, Damien. How do you feel for Mike? Are you kind of good for him in a bit that this is what he should be answering as opposed to more positivity about the new show? Um, Yeah, like I think we've all seen the other side of the internet, Um, to be honest with you. Um, it gives people, you know, front row seats to kind of uh, directly tweet somebody. So listen, I think... Like the likes of Mike and like Alex Kurtzman and people who make Star Trek, you know, going right back to TOS, like um, we've had the opportunity to talk to many of them. Like they're genuine fans and they're not going to make something, put their blood, sweat and tears into it just so they can decide not to show it to somebody. There mm -hmm. is a lot of politics that goes behind um, any commercial enterprise, pun intended. Um, but yes, it's 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 a, a kind of a burden that I think he is very aware that he's dealing with. And he, I think he even mentions it in the podcast as well. Um, he'd quite happily, you know, take those comments, but also, you know, celebrate the positivity, like the, the fan art, the cosplay, the theories and, you know, uh, just general hype as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, but um, no better, no better man, no better franchise to, uh, you know, take the good with the bad. Yeah, and Linda, it's the same over to you. How do you feel for poor old Mike at the moment? Yeah, same. He like he, it's his baby. Um, he's worked so hard on it. Um, he said years in the making, you know, and it's so close. Um, so it's like anything creative that you just put everything into making, and you just want to get it out into the world. And obviously, like there's there's so mm. much hype going on at the moment because it's it's getting released tomorrow in um, North America. So he, yeah, he, he, you know, he does feel for us over here, but at the same time, he's probably buzzing at the moment because it's about to, yeah. uh, it actually, it, had, it, it went through the yeah. whole uh, press screening there yesterday or was it yesterday? Yeah. What are days? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, the buzz is coming and he's, I think he's just riding the buzz. Hype train. Choo-choo. <laughs> and, and well-deserved so, because, yeah. you know what I mean, this, you know, it, it's animated Star Trek. We haven't had this for donkeys. And it's, you know, I think the humour element is perfect. It's, it's, it's set for the right time uh, with uh, COVID-19. 
you know, having us all down, uh, we've all had to change the way we go about our livelihoods. And I think, you know, a bit of humor is exactly what we have ordered. And I think people have to realize, you know, I can understand people's frustrations. And I think you got to realize that these guys are showrunners and they work for CBS. And there's people in CBS that, <laughs> you know, we don't know. And it's their job to negotiate these deals. So, you know, I can understand, you know, people getting worked up and wanting to rant because Twitter did kind of explode today <laughs> with people like looking for answers. But poor old Alex Kurtzman, his job is to get Star Trek on t- on a platform. He's he's done it. There's the show. It's up to CBS mm-hmm. um, yeah. to get it out there. So, you know, I do feel for the guys and I really feel for Mike because... You know, as I said, check out the interview. So on the note of the interview, um, and this was a great interview, I have to say. Marcus did a great job. The USS Cerritos, and I commented on the yellow strip. I didn't like the yellow strip. Do you remember that, guys? Yeah, you were... You were That's the nacho cheese. Theorizing it was yeah. a mirror yeah. mirror kind of a thing. Well, <laughs> there's a reason for the yellow stripe, and it was revealed. Yes. Makes it go faster. <laughs> no. The Cerritos is an engineering support ship for Second Contact. And we've been told with the California classes as well, there will be more showing up and they will have a red stripe. Ooh, and a blue stripe. Or a blue stripe. Ooh. Yeah, so the blue stripe, guys. What do you Ooh, think the blue stripe's nice. for? Medical ship. Um, Medical ship. Well done, Linda. <laughs> okay, and the red? Uh, angry. No, it's, it's actually... For the likes of admirals that might be showing Ooh. up for. So more kind of command seniority, but looking at babysitting admirals, basically. Oh, so, I like that. So that, the starships are getting cosplay. I, I like love it. that. Basically, yeah, which is a kind of a real cool twist because I suppose with Star Trek, we've, we've looked back over the years and we're used to dealing with the elite of the Federation. But I suppose with uniform ranks and time of war and so forth like that, we've seen medical ships in the past having a medical logo on it. I suppose, like, if you're a Klingon, like, do you really want to take out a secondary ship that's just supplying medical support to maybe set up, uh, basically, a communications array so this planet can talk to the Federation and there might be a minnow that you're not really worried about. So, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. (laughs) Klingons take no prisoner. But what what, do you think of the idea of the the starships getting a kind of, as you said, Damien, a a cosplay (laughs) touch? Do you know what? It's uh, it's not canon. I hate it. I think it should you know go away forever. No, I'm only messing. Uh, do you know it suits it suits the cartoon aesthetic. Do you know like um, it's yeah, it's fun. Like I I liked the the hull markings on Discovery. You know the Shenzhou and the Europa. Like mm. um, you had you had the the the, the hull accents there. Um, but again, it's not for everybody. But I, I kind of dig it. You know and. Like for people who are new to Trek, who you're seeing the characters in, you know, blue, red and gold. Um, it may make it easier if you're seeing a ship with, you know, blue, red and gold that you know what they are from the get go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, listen, it doesn't ruin the show, um, but it's a nice take uh, on it. And again, something I've said many times as well to kind of come at something new after 50 plus years of a franchise. That's no, that's no, um, that's no small feat. True. So uh, yeah, that's cool. I like the little uh, nod to the divisions on the ships. And I'm gonna just say before I throw this off to 
uh, Linda, nice touch with the sh- Shenjo because mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that's a little key in. Nice so maybe we're going back yep. to Discovery and that could, might explain the red markings on the Shenzhou, which I actually quite like, Same, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. So Linda, what's your take on this? Yeah, well, I, I always call the Shenzhou the, the sports car, the little racing stripes <laughs> on it. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this. And your Damien is right, like to, to bring your put your own stamp on a show that's on something that's already been established you know it is hard it's tricky just to come up with something completely new that actually fits in but this totally fits and yeah it's it's perfect for a cartoon uh but i don't know about um helping visually because i don't know ships ships know what kind of ship you're looking at on their sensors they get a transponder signal where yeah. they're not going to look out the window uh, <laughs> and go what color is that i'm with, a bit too far apart yeah <laughs> i'm with you on this linda because i think there's been plenty of times in star trek we've been not denied cool new starships for the simple reason that like oh no like you know we can use this old model because you know that's our hero ship and it, ha- mm. it has to look you know the enterprise looks a certain way and we can't have any ships because people might get confused even yeah. though like it has a big enterprise written on it and stuff like that i just think you know you're obviously not paying attention during the movie if you can't distinguish two different starships that might look similar but, um another cool thing with mike was that found out as well more through this interview again credit to marcus for, for doing the interview and i hope you guys go over and check it out because we're not going to be doing it any justice we're just taking snippets from this interview but it's based on the reliant and mike has been having great crack with people on Twitter about access to its secondary hull and Ooh. he has studied Starship schematics <laughs> and can't understand why people can't understand how turbo lift systems work. <laughs> which yeah. to me I think is brilliant. Yeah. We're all we're all uh, what, what, what's your take on this, Linda? Like you yeah. know, like Yeah, the minute everyone saw it, we're like, like, how do you get down there? It must take them all episode to go down there. Yeah, terrible lift goes up and down. <laughs> goes and sideways. sideways. And yes. sideways. And on a roller coaster. And <laughs> Thank you, JJ yeah, Universe. We'll have yeah. You. But yeah, we're all gobshites because we, I was making the joke as well, you know, going up and down the stairs and having the comedy gags of being late for work. Yeah, we, we but that's, a total, that. that's, that's going to be a total comedy gag. Like, yeah. you know, if someone doesn't loop the, the, the turbo, turbo shaft, lift like they might have to walk down to engineering to yeah, get yeah. the trouble lift yeah. loop and come back up you know but um, <laughs> we, we, we knew cannon fodder for comedy yeah. yeah we knew there was we knew there was turbo lift access but of course it is it does set up rife for as you said they, I mean if they don't loop the turbo lift shaft you know what I mean like yeah. these are this is based on ensigns and if they're not doing their job like you know all of a sudden if your captain's going down to Jeffrey's shoot <coughs> due to uh the non-lubing of a turbo lift shaft, you could understand why a captain might be very, very angry. You, which you, you don't know, set up a comic. You don't want your turbo lift value. getting stuck in the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> so God, we're such kids. Yeah, you, so you, yeah, you, you, you gotta love. You know what I mean? He he kind of like you know. I like the the fact that he liked Reliant and like the Albert class. We've said it before. It's been in Star Trek. It's a cannon ship. It's been there for donkey's years. And mm. I think most Trekkies have always made the joke. Who'd you get to the engineering section? <laughs> but uh, yeah. we know. Uh, but it's funny. And like I like the fact that he's just on Twitter having a buzz, having a laugh. <laughs> People wondering, you know. Listen, 
and he's totally demonstrating his Star Trek chops with uh, oh. you know mm. uh, connecting the ships and you know uh, like even he a lot of people are giving him kudos over uh, the Trill symbiont yes mm-hmm. symbiote yeah. uh, and stuff like that so it's like there's going to be like f- four people come into Trek I think they're going to probably enjoy the show or I hope they do but I think for people who are steeped in it that there will be nod after nod be yeah. it a set piece in the background or someone will say a passing phrase or there'll be something on an L cars or over the intercom I think it's just going to be laced with like cannon fodder yeah. for us all to kind of go oh did you hear did you see that um, so yeah speaking cool. of L cars poor Mike had to sit down in a room with Mike and Denise Akuda about the aesthetics from TNG so like uh, I'm starting to not like you know I'm I'm starting to now not feel so sorry for them and let everyone vent the rage why we can't see it <laughs> because you know what I mean that's a dream like he is like his first love for TNG uh, first Star Trek love was TNG and he actually taught the original series and I love this part as well I, like I love innocence when you're young he actually taught TOS was TAS because a friend of his had the T one of the family had the Star Trek animated series um on video so he went to yeah. see it so he obviously like when he was younger he honestly thought that TOS was actually TAS he didn't realize there was a show <laughs> until was. much later which cool. is so cool <laughs> but uh yeah sitting down with Mike and Denise and and like I think it's clear for we 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 said it before in the drawings you know you can clearly see the acudograms you can kind of see see the L car touches are so steeped. Oh yeah, in master the system ship. display. There's the Argo. Um, yeah, the shuttles look class as well. Defo, Defo TNG. Yeah. Now on another note of news, it's not just going to be based on the ensigns. It's going to be kind of like, a sh- like kind of like an alien of the week or like that. But it is going to involve the command team. But it's going to be from the focus of the ensigns how do you find that approach uh linda uh yeah like we we saw in the tng episode lower decks it was all from the perspective of the ensigns uh and that's yeah. cool because but it, it, you know it was kind of like we, we knew the uh enterprise senior staff so well that it was nice to see it from a different point of view to kind of just get a passing glimpse of them and they're like talking behind their back and that was kind of cool but like yeah uh, we don't know these characters at all so um yeah well from the point of view of the ensigns it's gonna be it's gonna be nice but we're i i, I want to get into the senior staff i want to <laughs> i, I want to i just want to know everything about everyone everyone looks intriguing intrigued and how do you think damien with with this for for like say like serious like for an episodic production like using the command team and then focusing on the lower decks crew how do you think this is your your perspective of what you can expect to see in the next few weeks yeah like i actually recently watched lower decks the the tng episode and um i'm i'm hoping a lot of that gets brought over and the fact that like Linda was saying, we we knew the primary characters, but then when you're looking at them from the ensigns, where like one of them is trying to like schmooze Riker, and then <laughs> the other one like like Picard's a dick, you know. But it was actually a test in the end, you know. Yeah. It was like they're only seeing snippets of it, and um, I hope they kind of do that where there is an alien of the week. Like we see a clip where Ibolian gets stabbed, yeah, uh, an engineering, and um, 
you know that's that's like the main story but we'd probably see the ensigns take on it going man what did commander ransom do you know he didn't do his job or whatever like it'll, it'll be kind of stuff like that and kind of some you know shenanigans mixed around so again i'm super jazzed to kind of again get a different perspective mm, yeah. on the formula you know we're so used to the primary crew being the focus yeah. now it's and i know discovery they were kind of saying that was going to be but again it's it's kind of morphed into the traditional you know bridge crew uh setup mm. but this is going to be straight up ensigns with uh, a flavoring of the primary uh bridge crew as well which i think will just make the ensigns much better as well as the primary crew that it's a a, a kind of flip on the 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 expected tradition in trek do you know yeah. do you know what I, sorry like, um do you know what i kind, yeah, I kind of feel like it's going to be a ship full of tillies <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is good well i i, I like uh, it I, for one, am delighted that Mike went with this approach because I do think, like, when you look at Star Trek show, like, it's obviously, as you said, Damien, it's going to be, like, kind of like an alien of the week. And normally that starts from the bridge. And I do think, like, like how can you just have a show with good episode values if you're bypassing the bridge? And I do think, like, if you do look at Lower Decks from TNG, like, there is a major storyline behind it. Like, mm-hmm. you have the young ensign that was part of Wesley Crusher's uh, team, that was basically nearly kicked out of Starfleet and Picard got her on the Enterprise and she yeah. ends up losing her life. Like there's an important mission behind it and it's a very, you know, there's a big storyline be- between these ensigns fighting for positions and ranks. But at the end of the day was there was a bigger storyline behind it. And even though we only seen the command crew slightly, it was, you know, it made a good story. So mm. I, for one, I think... I think it's a good balance if they follow through with what we've seen from Lower Decks uh, TNG. I think Lower Decks itself is going to be a good, fun setup. You know, you need to know why they're at a planet. You can't just have a couple of ensigns running amok, making yeah. cocktails in the holodeck <laughs> or in their quarters yeah. or whatever all the time. You know, it it, it, it it just wouldn't be Star Trek. So I think they like it, it just to me now sounds as though it's well thought out. And, and one it's thing. like one of the it's like that scene sorry now for interrupting but it's like that part in the trailer where like uh self-destruct is, yes uh, hit <laughs> yeah. as a, as an exercise or like whatever they do on the bridge but no one else on the crew knows and they're all freaking out and um like that, that <laughs> happened in tng where they were like last minute they, they saved the day but you know the rest of the crew are freaking out they don't know all yeah. that the bridge crew know and uh, i'm looking for I, i'm really looking forward to like moments of this or like like an alien of the week gets brought to the ship, but then they escape and they're running out around the crew and stuff <laughs> like that. And like what you mentioned there, Linda, about a ship full of tillies, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I I hope it's like, a, a, yeah, there's a, a performer there that's like a, a Wesley's type. But I, I, I want to see a lot of mediocrity in oh, yeah. <laughs> Star Trek, you know? Not everyone is a freaking yeah. genius. <laughs> so like, I'm hoping for people who are like, who do the bare minimum, you know? I, <laughs> they're they're I, just... I, I, getting by and like because they're happy i'm know? getting that vibe we're definitely going to be getting that all right but um what what did, did everyone see the new clip today for lower decks um humming the engine noise no is there a new <laughs> no i didn't oh, it's very good it's very good and it's just like it's one of those kind of like star trek fan jokes that you do get and of course um i won't spoil it. check it out it, it's nice it's a little countdown clip and it's it, it's it's funny just, I think it's about like 10 seconds long, but I got a good giggle out of it. 
So, um, how jealous were we all when we seen the tweets yesterday of the lovely oh, yes. virtual red carpet packs that a couple of oh. the Star Trek community Super got. Super jelly belly. Yeah. Super press. Uh, nice touch. I like the virtual, I like the little red carpet that came yep. with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, um, so very, very jealous of our uh, American and Canadian friends. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be a European version or an international version and uh, if you're looking for uh, recipients of those, you know, oh, there's yeah. a podcast. Uh, yeah. <coughs> uh, three packets, please. Three packets. But did you see the detail on the lemon? The, the lemon sticker. Yeah. sticker, yeah. And we, yeah. believe it or not as well, the cocktail, the Romulan Ale cocktail. So the, the pack is basically made to make your little Romulan Ale drink. And this is thanks to Hero Collector, Ben Robinson. And it's a Star Trek cocktails book by Glenn Darkin. So mm-hmm. that's actually, I believe, is up for pre-order in the States. And if you want to make your own little Romulan nail cocktail, you just need two ounces of bourbon whiskey, one fresh lime juice, half an ounce of simple sugar, half an ounce of blue caraco, two dashes of Angusure bitters, and a twist of lemon, throw it in a cocktail shaker with ice, shake, 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 and you have one Romulan ale. So hopefully it we'll wasn't be, illegal. <laughs> if only it wasn't illegal, but hopefully we'll all be sipping some Romulo nails very soon. Uh, and I absolutely love Premier. how people lost their cool over Romulan whiskey. They were like, it's not Romulan whiskey, it's Romulan <laughs> ale. <laughs> As if they don't drink anything else. Oh, you know? yeah. Like yeah. Romulan tea, they don't drink tea, it's ale. <laughs> what are people like well i hope that discovery have a press pack that has uh a fenton harcourt uh jipper yeah they can uh (laughs) sip at the beach somewhere you know that's that's what i'm hoping for so get on it discovery there and and we're gonna go into a little bit of discovery because again there was promo leaks again well not leaks these were official pictures now we did there was an accidental leak of the discovery cam badge and it was pure accident um we're not going to name who was involved but it was an innocent <laughs> photograph taken and um, not realizing that they were you know showing stuff from season three they you know and again like you can't blame an actor you, you're going in you're putting your costume on do you realize that you have a new cam badge on <laughs> and not the old you didn't one. have to bring it up and and, and and rub it in their face again i'm only missing <laughs> It was funny. Moved on. <laughs> the image was removed fairly quick, but yes, we've got the official. Uh, we've got the official image of the new combat, which is going to mm. be adorned by the crew of the USS Discovery. So, yeah, Linda, mm-hmm. first impressions. You love cosplay, so yeah. What's your first impression of the new combat? My first impression is Bajoran. It just I know I ha- we haven't seen it from the front, but it just has a Bajoran shape to it. Um, so I don't know if that's a thing that it's, mm. you know, the Bajorans are involved. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. I <laughs> I liked the Discovery um, com badge um, and I would like that to have been the com badge for the run of Discovery because then they have their Discovery com badge and it's special for them. And I, you know, I just, I don't know. We don't. I don't want more things that I have to make. 
I'm sorry, Linda. <laughs> Wait for fan When it comes to Star Trek, you know, there's a merchandise side of yes, things. And unfortunately, I think Star Trek is now turning into like a football team. So if you support a football team, you go out and buy a new jersey every year. Mm. So now, now we have to buy a new combat every year. But uh, Damien, you, you got on this very, very quick. And you did mm. a fantastic, you know, what you could make out of a combat. And like Linda, I'm liking yeah. the Bajoran and... Twitter did kind of light up with this Bajoran style. Mm -hmm. Damien, you got down and dirty with the combat. Give us your impressions and what you thought of it. Well, yeah, my my, I got my goggles out to look at it in fine detail because the picture was actually quite high resolution. So thank you very much, CBS. Um, Yeah, it's it's got the disco vibes. I I, I could make out like a Delta split. It's almost like um, an oval with the delta etched into it mm-hmm. um so and there there appears to be kind of like pip marks on it what you think trek movie picked up on as well or trek or yeah, um I, I saw someone talking about that because there's like these three marks and and um, burnham is a commander so yeah i got i got mm, that vibe straight away as well it kind of goes up to up to it like but um yeah like listen um i thought the old badge was cool but we we know from the season the, the two seasons that they're like just again pure aesthetic they were like non-technical like section 31 mm-hmm. had all the the juicy stuff in there but um you know we've seen badges change and um it kind of reminded me of like the oval badge uh like the visitor's badge from the card kind of just flipped on its on its side basically yeah and um you know yeah it's it kind of it looks a bit kind of funky futuristic it's uh Nice molded piece. Looking forward to kind of getting my eyes on it. Uh, but we were talking about this before the podcast mm-hmm. as well, so we have our own theories yeah. too. So yeah. yeah. Well, one thing with the combat, it indicates that there is still a federation because obviously, if mm-hmm. you're Starfleet, if you're Federation, and you find the federation, of course, you should be wearing the current combat. So that would be my first take on it. So they obviously do meet up with the Federation, which is kind of like a little bit of a giveaway. But, you know, obviously, like, I can't see them just because I went into the future. Somebody decided, like, Stamets decided, oh, you know what, I'm bored. I'm going to uh, just design a new combat for the crew. You know, well, we don't have to worry about headquarters anymore. <laughs> well, they are bored. They do have the sphere data. Mm. That's true you know, as well. There's 100,000 years worth of data in that. So yeah. maybe... Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, most likely, as you say, the meet up with the, you know, whatever variant the Federation is and uh, adopt their badge. Because like, again, they're 900 years in the deficit on the technological front. So they have to kind of get up to speed pretty quickly, I would say. Yeah. And I think, Linda, you kind of came up with this kind of, you had a tweet during the week and mm-hmm. you, you mentioned like, you know, I mean, I hope that it's, it's just going to be more than badge, kind of like the Section 31 trick. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll just do a little short little bit on the com badge and what we'll do is we'll save the rest then maybe for the next podcast but I think we have to do our Fairhaven one first unfortunately <laughs> but <laughs> but tech with the com badge was, is there any addition apart from it just being a communicator now Alinda is there mm. anything that you can think like let's jump 900 years in the future what more could it be and don't rob my idea that I replied to you in a tweet I will it, not steal your idea uh, but you put me on the spot so what else could it do well you know ah, you know in Star Trek, they take off their comrades and they're like, yeah, I can totally make this into a 
explosive device or into a brilliant phase yeah. whatever the, yeah, yeah okay so it could probably, so an probably exploding do. combat <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> I combat. Like combat or like a force stuff. field yeah. disrupting force you know, field very nice no, oh yeah yeah, yeah that's okay. that that not what i was saying but there yeah, you go. yeah yeah exactly. well done personal deflector yeah. yeah. or damien i'm gonna shield. i'm gonna jump in there and i'm gonna say like it, it, it could be it would be cool and it'd be like 900 years in the future that it could be like a self uh, site-to-site transporter as well built in that you know in case of an emergency you can just flick your combat mm. and you'll be teleported somewhere to safety which would be kind of cool going 900 mm-hmm. years in the future so Damien unfortunately can you get your uh, little noggin on now I think I think we've actually nicked <laughs> some good ideas for the combat so personal deflector I, I dig that uh, site-to-site like that transporter one. yeah I dig that um we have well we've seen in discovery there's a lot of like virtual displays so there's nothing to say that it can't be its own computer unit like a tricorder or um sensor palette Mm. or going off on a tangent well not a tangent but maybe kind of like a a bit of a a wild dream here um (laughs) the emh is mobile i was about to say that too oh good yes what about having something like that that you can replicate or like summon up a bit of technology that you can just use there and then like mm. a, a tool or a tricorder or something like that so and maybe AI you could have some companion an oh, ai yeah. companion yeah, yeah that's it like a little uh a little uh yeah something that follows you perfect on your uh, shoulder and something. i think we will leave it there because i think it, it this is a good one for you know a further podcast as like what could we be seeing 900 years so between shields uh technology for speed because we know like with Voyager that we're trying to like you know the transwarp drive and stuff like that um, slipstream mm. drive so like I think that will be a juicy little podcast to see what we can but like I, th- I like what we came up with for the combat mm. Ooh, I'd, be, I'd be so Maybe disappointed they get CBS All Access as yeah, well I'd be, so, <laughs> be so disappointed <laughs> if it's just bling <laughs> you know it won't be it'll yeah. be good and I think we will wrap it up there we would like uh, to take this moment to wish Mike and everyone involved with Star Trek Lower Decks mm. all the best um, looking forward to seeing you jammy gits <laughs> on the other side of the pond rave about this I for one I'm quietly confident that this is going to be a big success so best wishes from the nerd escape podcast crew from myself chris damien or linda do you want to wish yeah wishes well, can i can i give next? another shout out to uh absolutely trek core because they are the hardest working site and they're absolute total legends well said <laughs> very true and uh yeah i want to wish everyone involved uh in trek and the trek universe all the best on their launch of the new show and i look forward to ignoring you all because <laughs> uh, i don't want to see anything until uh, it's in my eyeballs as well so uh, enjoy yeah. the, keep your mouth shut the interesting <laughs> thing is before the internet exploded a whole lot if you just think about it like there was always a gap between the states and this side like and always. technology kind of ruins it now <laughs> like tra- imagine tradition. go back Imagine go back 15, 20 years, yeah. but you have the internet. How would you feel? Ugh. You know, so you'd have TNG, you'd have Deep Space mm. Nine, you'd have Voyager months ahead, and you'd have Twitter. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not too Good bad night. at the moment. Seizing cliffhangers, yeah. you know, like. <gasps> and I think one last shout out from the Nerdscape pod crew. Congratulations to SpaceX and the successful 
test of the starship which was absolutely fantastic and many uh, many happy returns to bob and doug uh, the crew on the dragon endeavor for making a happy splashdown so yeah <laughs> kind of like cool for uh, spacex this week yeah fair dues fair dues <laughs> yep. anyway i think we've enough ramblings from this neck of the quadrant and um, it's goodbye from me Goodbye from the. It's goodbye from me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh. I am so sorry. I am so. I apologize. Goodbye from the. You go. You zone. go. I go after you. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye from the neutral zone. And goodbye from the back of beyond. 